Emergency services. Please, you gotta help me. There's this weird guy. Ma'am. Please. Ma'am, call us when you're dead. What the fuck? Welcome back, callers, to another episode of Call Us When You're Dead. I'm Keith. And I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, we are covering the Rosemar College of Beauty Killings in Mesa, Arizona. Oh, nice. I feel like Arizona was just our last dumb laws, wasn't it? It was. I do give mention to it in our uh, script today. Oh, nice. So, we I went out and got us these new boom mics. And they are so nice that even our like quality of recording is coming in a little bit better because we're able to be a little more comfortable, set back a little differently, talk to each other. Like we're talking to each other now and not me talking into the corner of the wall. Right. And me <laughs> like having to be like, and so on today's episode, we're going to cover. <laughs> yeah. So it is, it's just super different and super nice. Like we're watching as it's coming in to see the different quality and it honestly is doing a lot better for that so yeah definitely definitely i do like it already though that's for sure yeah and it's nice we don't have to set weird we don't yeah i know so i guess that's what we have going on with us right now (laughs) i know typically we're like oh what's going on and i'm just hey i'm jumping into we got new boom mics and these are awesome (laughs) true story true story uh so in other news i was meaning to bring it up uh last week or something but uh Oh, I got a funny story. Okay, what is your funny story? So, you know how somehow or another an alligator or crocodile always ends up in many of our minisodes? Yes, every single time. (laughs) Or an elephant. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, a caller sent me a picture from a news article about an alligator was seen in Florida swimming around, minding his own, but it had a knife in its head. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I've seen this article and all I thought was, that's the alligator you don't fuck with. (laughs) <laughs> like he already he he is come prepared did the article give more of like why the alligator had it no it was just like a, a screenshot oh, uh, but okay. there was there was like a comment under the picture that said i'm pretty sure whoever pulls the knife from the gator's head gets to be the new king of florida yay is that how it works in florida is that how it happens i have no idea does this mean that walt disney <laughs> pulled the knife from the alligator head and that's how he got sword in the stone <laughs> But but to top it off, it was replied again to Excaligator. Oh God, Excaligator! That just cracked me. That up. is quite funny. So I want to give a, a a special shout out thanks to our caller Emily that sent that. Thank you, Emily, so much for sending that in. That is actually quite funny and quite cute. So one of my arms was just up, and I went to go move, and I about fell out of this chair. That would have been hilarious. That would have been freaking funny. You know what's not funny, but super awesome? What's that? The shout-out time. Shout-out. Thank you, Kelly S., Rob W., and David C. for being callers. We would not be able to do the show without your guys' support, so thank you guys so much. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Ryan, why don't you take us to the Rosemar College, then? Alrighty, then. So, as you know, our Season 3 theme is Murder on Campus. Yep. And our first two episodes were at universities. Right. This time, we are still at a campus, but it's a beauty school. The Rosemar College of Beauty. Okay, so a question. 
in your research, is beauty school like something? Are, are there a lot of them, or is this uh, yeah like a very specific type of school that you would go to? I guess no. There, there's all sorts of beauty schools and colleges. You know, the, around here there was like a uh, you may have heard like of a Stanley Harris, maybe mm, no. And then there was a Booker Institute of Cosmetology. Okay. Uh, there, there's all sorts of different, uh, beauty schools. I feel like Erie is going to call me later on after she hears us and then be like, so how didn't you know about <laughs> all of these? Yeah, Erie will definitely know several. Right. All I'm thinking of is beauty school dropout from Greece. Right, right. But yeah, so and we, we've been doing like the interesting fun facts about the school before we got into the case. But this time around, I wasn't able to really uh, find anything. Oh. And the most notable thing that kept coming up during the research was the the massacre that we will be covering. I don't think that's something you really just want. You're, the only thing you want your school to be known for. Correct, yeah. Okay, other question. Are they still a beauty school? Yes. Okay. I did I did see, well, when I, I don't know if they uh, re-changed their name, but I, when I was doing the research trying to just specifically find it, it did pull me to the website. Okay. So they have an up and running website, but I guess yeah, technically I don't know if they're actually but I mean, still like Heaven's in... Gate has an up and running website. Right, yeah. <laughs> so fair enough. I don't know if they're actually in school. I don't like try to call them, be like, yo. I mean <laughs> now I want to kind of call them. Be like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> got a question. <laughs> so I guess we will just get things rolling and hop on into that time machine and head back to nineteen sixty six to Mesa, Arizona. So does that mean everybody needs to keep their hands, arms, and legs inside the time machine at all times? Yeah. Yes. As uh Keith kind of hinted towards earlier, we just covered Arizona in our mini sode where we cover the top ten dumb laws every other weekend and we go from state to state and Arizona Arizona. 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 It's gonna be like the new state. Right. Regardless, it was fucking hilarious. And if you haven't checked it out yet, make sure to do so. Right, because that's when you hear about hamster and gerbil fights. Right, and if that doesn't have your attention already. Don't know it else well. <laughs> yeah. The date is November 12th, 1966. Here we meet a young man by the name of Robert Benjamin Smith. That is three first names. <laughs> red and flag, if y'all red flag. Don't know that's a red flag. Don't know what else is. Quick fun fact about Robert. In elementary school, when asked what he wants to be when he grows up, he replied, I want to be a piece of shit to which he is going to succeed. Okay, that's actually not a f- actually a fun fact. I just totally made that one up and threw it in there, but I could see it happening. Oh, see, you made me just read that like that really happened. Well, okay, well, I, we do get a little bit of background on him, but uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see was why. Was he just a piece of shit the whole time? Oh, boy. Oh, okay. We like to generally give background on individuals, but we feel the only background you need to know about this guy is who his heroes are. Keep in mind, we're in the 1960s. I feel some heroes may include JFK, Martin Luther King Jr., maybe John Wayne or Elizabeth Taylor, just to list a few. Man, lots of good ones, from from actors to, to presidents, presidents to civil rights activists, all wonderful people right. or heroes. I'm guessing he just doesn't pick any of those. Oh, no, he does not. Oh, well, who does he pick? Well, Robert Smith was captivated by historical figures such as Napoleon, Caesar, and Hitler. Ooh, okay, so like one of those out of the three are really bad. <laughs> Caesar, not not horrible. He was a conqueror. Yeah, Napoleon, yeah. also not horrible. Just got a really bad rap <laughs> for being short, which he, he really wasn't. Compl- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think... Napoleon was actually, like, what, our height? 
But everybody yeah. called him short because he was like a ruthless like leader. Yeah, I think he was like 5'10 or 5'11. Right. So, I mean, like, but Hitler, I can't really justify like, oh, Hitler's my friend. <laughs> well, his current heroes or idols consisted of Richard Speck and Charles Whitman. Now, I don't know if you need more info than that, but for those of you who just started to dip their toes in the true crime curiosity deep end, Richard Speck killed eight student nurses in Chicago in July of 66 via stabbing, strangling, and throat slashing. Also a piece of shit. Indeed. Then, in an August of 1966, Charles Whitman, a.k.a. the Texas Tower Sniper, killed over 15 people and injured close to 100 more while shooting at them for over an hour and a half from the University of Texas's clock tower located in Austin. Yep, and to that I want to tell everybody there's a really good documentary called The Tower, and it's done in almost, it's, it's done in like black and white, but also in like cartoon drawing black and white for a lot of it as people that survived that retell their story of surviving it. So, yeah, not not the best uh, choice of heroes or people to look up to. No, no. Yeah, I guess I don't know really what else to say other than <laughs> no. Like, just just don't. Right. But, I, you know, that, that gives the general idea, uh, background of what type of person he is. Does that kind of give you a, a good idea? <laughs> right. I, I, I feel like the moment that you say, because I can overlook Napoleon and I can overlook Caesar. Is like, oh, I find these people to be interesting or... Sure, sure. You know, but the moment you get to Hitler, that's when I have to be like, full stop. Like, we need (laughs) to end this conversation and I need to walk away. (laughs) Because no, just no, you, you don't get to go and say Hitler was a good leader. Right, right. Anyways, now let's move on to the 18-year-old douche canoe himself, Robert Smith. Who, once again, like I said... Too many first names. Going to be an asshole. (laughs) As we mentioned earlier, it was the morning of November 12th, 1966. Robert Pax's murder kit consisting of the usual stuff, including his twenty-two caliber pistol, and headed to the Rosemar College of Beauty. He was hoping that the salon was going to be packed full of people, getting all dialed up and ready to go out on a date night, considering it was a Saturday. Understandable. You know, you see back, you know... Movies and shit back then in the 60s and 70s, going to the salon and getting well, even all pretty. Now we know women that yeah, go, yeah, yeah. like, if they got something special going on, they go to the salon and they get their hair done. Right, know, right. Even if it's not to get it cut, they like, I know that there's certain salons that they will do, like, just hair do yeah, for people. Yep, yep. You know, which I think is awesome. But I, yeah, I remember, like, oh, I'm going out on a Saturday. I need to go to the salon on Friday. And then <laughs> they would, like, keep that stuff under wraps all night, you know, to make sure it looked just right the next day. Yeah, yeah. Luckily and unluckily at the same time, there is only six people inside. Four students. Bonita Sue Harris, Mary Olson, Glenda Carter, and Carol Farmer. There was also one customer, Joyce Sellers, and her two children, Deborah and Tammy Lynn. Normally, Joyce would have gone to her appointments without her kids, but brought them along this time because she was unable to find a babysitter. And that, you know, that's unfortunate, because as we know, there's going to be a massacre. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that there's the two kids there, too. Yeah, it's sad, because you would think, like, oh, this is my routine, I get a babysitter, 
the kids are going to be with the babysitter. And this one time, just this one time, when something horrible is going to happen, your kids are going to have to be there. Right. As he walked in, nobody noticed or paid any attention to him. Like, why would they? He's a, It's a guy in a right. movie salon in the 70s. Like, I, I'm not trying to be, like, weird about it, but you're a man in the 70s in a beauty salon. 60s. 60s. Oh, 60s. But yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. The women there that are working are not going to care about you. Well, and then back then, barbershops were a lot bigger thing, and that's where guys go. Guys go to barbershops. Barbershops and women go to beauty salons. So if a man walked in, they're just going to be like, oh, he walked into the wrong place because (laughs) they're going to be too busy doing essentially girl things and women things and just talking to each other and probably, you know, it's the gossip area probably for them. For sure. It's the normal thing that they're doing every weekend. They get together. You know, go you. Because nobody's paying attention, he fires his gun into the air to have his presence be known. Now that he has everybody's attention, he ordered them to the back room and demanded they lay in a circle with their heads in the middle. The newspaper would eventually refer to this as the wheel of death when reporting on it. And that's just a scary image right there when they assign that name to it as well. Right. One of the uh, articles we were saying is like a, the bodies were like the spokes of a wheel. And Can everyone... we just talk about how like wrong that is either way to just even give that imagery to people? Because, oh, for sure. Like we're not on the fucking wheel of fortune here. <laughs> it, True. You know what I mean? Like there isn't a bankruptcy thing that he's going to spin on a person. <laughs> and oopsie poopsie, you don't get the million. Right, right. Like we're talking about human lives here. All you had to say in the newspaper report was... He took them to the back room. Right. I he totally did. agree. You know what I mean? It's just, there's certain things that we have read on here that I'm just like, God, that's gross. That's gross even having to reread it. Right, right. Mary, one of the students, began praying. When he asked what she was doing, another woman responded, quote, She's praying if you don't mind. Robert firmly responded with, quote, Yeah, I do. Followed by aiming and pulling the trigger towards the back of Mary's head. Unfortunately, he was a shitty shot and ended up shooting her two additional times before she died. Mary was his first victim. Jesus Christ. That is pretty sick, right? Right. But go that go her for like her just like attitude. Right, yeah. And uh, you know, and the fact that Mary didn't break her her prayer and someone else was uh vocal enough to right. and brave enough to Mind your fucking own. Right. Like, Man. You don't you don't get to tell her to not do this because you don't like it. Right, right. He then continued around the circle, shooting each one in the back of the head, or attempting to, considering he was that shitty shot, you know? Right. He then thought he had killed everyone, but he ended up killing five of the seven people in the salon. The two survivors were Bonita Sue Harris, who was shot twice, but played dead. The other survivor was three-month-old Tammy Lynn Sellers. She survived because her mother, Joyce, went on top of her and shielded her from the bullets when the firing began. Jesus. That's just insane. We were watching something the other day where it was a mom just kind of being a super mom and protecting her kids. And I feel like any story that we've ever dealt with where the parents, where like a mom has been put into this weird situation or such a horrific situation, I guess I should say, we have seen that like the mom always, always is the one to give up her life to make sure her children are safe. Oh, definitely. 
you know, unless the mom is the perpetrator, it always seems like the mother is the one to be like, I I will just take this bullet for you. Right. And and another thing, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but this is what I think I recall from, like, different articles and all the crime shit that we watch. Mm-hmm. But uh, the twenty two is not a very powerful gun, and it normally doesn't go through and through. The, those are the right. type of bullets that will go in one and then kind mm-hmm. of bounce around everywhere. Yeah. So when he's shooting people in in the head, it goes will go through the skin, but it may not penetrate the skull. Right, and that's why many of these sadly got multiple right shots because uh, he wasn't using a powerful enough weapon. Right, which is gross. Right. I mean, he shouldn't be here in the first place, but yeah, correct. During the massacre, Evelyn Cummings, who was an operator of the Rosemar College, entered the salon. She said she heard a man's voice and funny popping noises coming from the back of the room. This alarmed her, and she called the police. I've heard a gun, and in no way does it sound like popping. I feel like every time they always say it's like a popping noise, and I've heard guns, it doesn't sound like a pop. It sounds like a bang. Yeah, but maybe in the 1960s guns with a 22, it might sound like one of those fucking pop guns. Oh, maybe. I don't, I guess I just don't know enough about guns. Yeah, me neither. You know, we're not a big gun family over here. No. Um, like, I, I, we have family members that own guns, and I'm I'm not against them by any means, but at the same time, I just don't know enough about them to say otherwise. But I just feel like they've, right. every time I've heard it, it's always been, like, a bang sound. We, we just got that paranoia. We feel we have, like, naughty animals that we don't know what they're doing when they're sleeping, and they would get in all sorts of mischief, so we just... Especially know. the cat. The cat yeah. would rob somebody, and you I know. can't have that on my conscience. We're, we're, we're talking about trying to lock up our knives, because the cat's just having this dirty-ass look on her face right. so much. If you don't... If you don't know anything about it, you should go check out the TikTok <laughs> video that I posted oh, shit, of her that's with right. the knife. Mm-hmm. This is true, callers. If it, you are not ch- following that TikTok. The cat has a knife. The cat does indeed have a knife. I forgot all about that, but it's so funny. <laughs> Sorry, I guess we had to break that up a little bit because this is this one is dark. It is. It is quick and it is dark. I didn't realize how dark this one was. I saw it as one of the the college ones that we should do, and damn, this is dark. (laughs) I'm having a hard time finding the funny here. When the police arrive, Robert casually strolls out the back door and says, quote, I shot some people. They're back there. The gun is in the sack. Clearly proud of what he's just done. What the fuck? Right. I shot some people. No, so you murdered people. You lined them up like cattle, and you murdered them. For why? Because we've yet to hear a why. Oh, you get a why. Okay, well, there better be a why in trial time. And it better be a weird fucking why. Because right now, this is just gross in general. So, trial time. Woohoo, trial time. As you know, a part of the investigation process is try to uncover the motive. Or the why. Robert's motive was fame. Or, or rather, infamy. He would later say, quote... I wanted to kill about 40 people so I could make a name for myself. I wanted people to know who I was. End quote. Okay, so I feel like I said this back in season one, and I probably I probably have said it in season two. When we give people monikers, they then think I'm famous. Yeah. Which then encourages other people to do the same fucking thing. So, to piggyback on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the Wikipedia uh, portion of the research, yeah, they did put him as the 
first copycat mass murderer killer. But it wasn't confirmed because there's been copycat killers. Right. But supposedly he's the first copycat mass mass murderer. But yeah, it was just weird how they worded it. And I know there's been all sorts of copycats. Right. And I didn't want to put that out there that, you know, I'll, I'll throw it in like the side note of this is supposedly what they called or or gave him 15 minutes of fame for is his motive was he wanted to he wanted people to talk about him right and see we just we as a society everywhere need to stop stop giving monikers piece of shit he is a piece of shit if you feel like you are only going to be known for something in life if you murder people go get medical help <laughs> yeah true because you could be so much more than a mass murderer and your choice is to go into a a salon of all things and attack people because you want to be famous. Well, if you're still alive, which I hope you're not, I really hope you fucking died. <laughs> your only thing that you're famous of is being a fucking douchebag. Right. And, and and a loser. You want that to be your history book record of I was a loser. And that's what I went down for being was a loser. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I just, I don't get it. I, I would never. So don't get me wrong. Like it would be awesome someday to be like, considered a celebrity or famous due to you know the podcast like other big time podcasters out there but if it doesn't happen i don't give a fuck i'm I'm not gonna be like oh well i just really need to become famous so okay this route didn't work now i'm just gonna go murder people right i just i yeah i i can't get behind like the notion or the understanding of why people think that's necessary And, and this is not the first time that we've heard something like this where you know, the person wants to become famous, and so they kill people to become famous. Right, right. Well, on October 24th, 1967, it took a jury less than two hours to find Robert guilty of the crimes. You you know you're screwed when the jury's out for less than two hours. I don't even understand why it took them that. <laughs> Did you, who in that room had questions? Well, they probably had to be like, well, we can't just go back in and then go back out. It'll be a little fishy. Like, how long? They're in the back playing a fucking round of Monopoly. Okay, no, for real. Like, <laughs> I would, as the foreman of that jury, I would lean in and go, y'all want guilty, right? Like, I wouldn't even leave. We would just all huddle right there and then and break. And here we are, guilty. Like, I, I wouldn't even give it to the judge. Right, right. We would just... A chorus of guilty would come up like angels singing in the background. And then he said, count one, guilty, <laughs> guilty. Two hours? I question who the fuck in that jury was like, I don't know. Maybe he didn't do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because you but know he was probably a Gladys. But I was like, but he looks like a sweet boy. <laughs> but out of all the, all the trials and whatnot we covered during our trial time, I feel like less than two hours have has been the shortest one. Right, 100%. Every time that's like, any anytime you're at jury <laughs> and you are in trouble for something and they say, hey, so uh, you got less than, the, the jury is back and it's been less than an hour, less than two hours. <laughs> even, some of them, like, even five hours, they're like sweating bullets, like, oh, shit. <laughs> you, you're in trouble. Definitely. And he definitely deserves to be in trouble. I hope that they give him the max of everything. If they don't, somebody please go call a fucking courthouse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was initially sentenced to death. Four years later, he was granted a new trial because of false testimony by a witness. Who, the four-month-old that said goo-goo gaga? (laughs) No shit. Who's gonna falsely... Who was a witness? 
I, I don't know. This is that's just all it said. And and during during the second trial, he he of course again was found guilty. And this was by 1972. And and by this time, it came up before in one of our other cases. I don't remember when. But in 72, the Supreme Court ruled that executions are unconstitutional. So he was sentenced to two 99-year terms plus four life sentences for the murders. You know what else is unconstitutional? Taking somebody's fucking life. (laughs) Right. Exactly. exactly. And I'm pretty sure that maybe we should live for an eye for an eye type of situation in some things. You don't get to wheel everybody to the back room. Okay. God, I have so much to Number one. Outside of the two people that were shot, that survived, there were no other witnesses in the woman that came in that owned it. But you're going to try to say that one of them gave a false testimony? Yeah, I, I definitely have those same questions of, of the false testimony. Does It must have been, like for some reason, a huge piece of information, because I feel a false testimony doesn't constitute a new trial. You can go for a perjury, perjury on that witness, sure, right. but... Why does it justify a new trial? Well, it makes me wonder if maybe the cops didn't fuck something up when they... What? Fuck. Right. Police fuck something up? You know what I mean? Right. But (laughs) I'm saying that maybe the cops, when they arrested him, didn't lie about something. That's more than likely it. Because they're the only other witnesses to... You know, like, we had that quote from him of, oh, I just shot these people. So that makes me wonder if, like, they didn't lie about what he said or how that went down. And this was before, you know, videotape recording, uh, interviews and interrogations. Right. So it's kind of what word of mouth and right. But, but regardless, he was still found guilty, still got a hell of a sentence. What did he get? Two ninety nine year terms plus four life sentences. Holy shit. So a very, very long time. Is that why, why keep him around? Just, <laughs> A little, a little <laughs> shocky shock to the brain. I agree. So the last thing I was able to read about him was his latest parole hearing was in 2018. Is the motherfucker still alive? Yes, he is. And it was denied. Well, shocker fucking there. <laughs> Today, he is about 74 years old and serving his time at the Manzanita unit in the Arizona State Prison Complex. So you're telling me that this man gets to continue his life and live holly fucking jolly, but took five lives and has oh god. Yep, Y'all yep, yep, yep. Me. He deserves to die. I'm sorry. There's sometimes where you just deserve to fucking <laughs> die. I, I kind of agree with that one there. With this, there's no remorse. He's proud of it. He was just trying to do it for the fame. He admitted it. He's just a scum. And this goes back to my kind of haha that I put in there is when he was asked what he wanted to be grow when he grew up was a big old piece of shit. Right. I felt like he nailed it. Right. Well, like at the same time, I understand that we have the judicial system for a reason and appeals and things like that because sometimes people just truly are innocent. True. But when you've confessed it to this level, because I did it for the lulls, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why should you even have the right to any of this? I completely agree. I, I, I guess I just don't understand that. Is I understand false confessions. I understand weird. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But he isn't even like, oh, I falsely confessed. He just loved what he did and didn't give a fuck that he did it. And proudly, proudly owned it. Right. 
And so at that point, what the fuck's the point of even allowing him to stay alive? I agree. I agree. Sorry. I'm doing it again. I'm having a tangent. (laughs) Well, so, you know, last week's episode, we did the nod to the season one theme of Missed Opportunities. Mm -hmm, Which I love. Yeah. Well, this time I tried to do the same, but with the season two theme of Survivor Stories. Okay. I tried to do some research on Bonita Sue Harris and Tammy Lynn Sellers. Okay, and... Were you able to find anything? Sadly, I wasn't able to find anything. Oh, that is kind of sad, because I was I was hoping maybe... Okay, so like in my head, in my own dialogue, in my brain, because Tammy Lynn's mom is dead, that Bonita like adopts Tammy and takes her and cares for her. And I know that's weird, but in my mind, I mean, that's what happened. Keep in mind, Bonita's 18 years old at this time. And? Well, she probably didn't want a kid. What if she did? I don't know. You got some like sad drama plays going on in your head. Cue the violins. No, how is that so sad? romantic? That wouldn't even be sad. That would just be really nice of like, oh, her mama's gone. Let me take her and take care of her. Because Bonita and Okay, Bonita maybe sad wasn't are probably the, good friends. Sad wasn't the right term. Um I don't know what term I was. I got a lifetime for. movie playing in my There you brain. go. You got a lifetime. Because I would be like I would imagine Tammy Lynn Sellers dad would want to what if he's not in the picture she needed to find a babysitter so in my mind well back in the 60s the men worked oh i guess i guess i in my mind i'm going with like because isn't this a saturday that this happened yes okay he should have been home what people don't work on weekends not in that time oh goodness no i'm calling bullshit i think she was a single mom oh goodness which is even more sad what if she was a single mom she could have been i ain't hear about no husband no, no, you did not. So you let me have my Lifetime movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. You can have your Lifetime mental movie. Maybe maybe we come a little less judgmental to the party, <laughs> okay? If I want to have my Lifetime movie where little Tammy Lynn is being taken by care of by Bonita Sue Harris, which Bonita means beautiful, so beautiful Harris has come <laughs> in and she's taking care of Tammy Lynn and they live a beautiful life together, often some like Matilda-like area and Tammy knows magic. Then let them live their lives. You don't get to judge me. I'm not saying you're judging you. Regardless, hopefully they are living happy and healthy lives. They are wonderful. I I wish the best for the both of them. I'm going to find her. I'm going to write her and be like, I hope. You've developed magical powers. Yes. As we do here at the call, some of your dad. What what, 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 what are you shaking your head at me for? Oh, it's just funny. You're silly. What? Is it just your Lifetime movie going to sci-fi to Disney? It's funny. You know what? If they want to be sci-fi Disney princesses. Oh, God. They can be that. And Mickey <laughs> Mouse can suck it for me saying that. <laughs> I TM in that. A sci-fi Disney princess. They haven't made it yet. I'm TMing it now. You hear that, Disney? It's mine. I will sue the shit out of you. Anyways, as we do here at Call Us When You're Dead. We want to take a moment for the victims that were killed on the awful day in 1966 and give mention to them one more time. Glenda Carter, 18. Mary Olson, 18. Carol Farmer, 19. Joyce Sellers, 27. Debbie Sellers, 3. That is so sad how young they are. Like, I wish we just knew more. Right. And, and there's really not, like, too much more to know. Because all we have is this asshole's version. Right, right. How old was Bonita again? 18. 18 as well, yeah. Okay. So, Glenda, Mary, and Carol... Glenda, Mary, Carol, and Bonita are all... 
the students. Right, correct? they were the okay. students at the school. I remember when I was like 18, 19, I don't think I could ever imagine, even at that time in my life, my life being cut to an end. You know, and mm-hmm. so you're in a class, essentially, because really that's what it, you know, it's a college, but it's also like a, in my mind, it's like a, a beauty parlor at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you're still, you have like oversight by somebody. Yep. My other question was, is because uh, what's her name had come in afterwards, was she just running late? That's kind of what I'm assuming. You know what I mean? And she just had so much trust in these girls to like go in and get started. Right. I know that there's like uh, certification things that you need to have to be able to cut hair and do things like that. But if they're in class, I don't know if they technically have that full certification or if you're allowed to even what you're allowed to do and not do in a beauty school or a cosmetology school you are allowed to do everything you're allowed to do but it usually has to be under the supervision of a so that means that there was a lot of trust then in these girls because joyce has already shown up and her thing is going on and but this was like at the the early morning right so they just opened the students are still getting ready and she was just uh, Joyce was essentially sitting in, like, the waiting area. Okay. So she didn't get her services started yet. Okay. So the students could be like, well, we're waiting for our instructor or our overseer to... Got you. But either way, that's still but, yeah. a lot of trust and a lot of just maturity on their level at 18, 19 years oh, old to for fully sure. open up the shop and get everything going because their boss is running a little behind. Yep. So I guess we just need to commemorate them even more so for just being so mature for such a young age and doing the work and doing the job. I completely agree. And then going back to, you know, Mary's praying and Carol's like, you got a problem? I don't know if it was Carol that said oh, okay. it. was just sorry, one, thought, one of the other females. Sorry, I thought you said it was, we, I thought we said it was Carol. Yeah, I, I'm assuming Carol or Glenda. Well, yeah. But, yeah. But I, I just... That takes a lot of nerve. Lady balls. Yeah, lady balls. (laughs) They had their lady balls when they, you know, one is praying, the other one's like, do you mind? Like, go away. (laughs) You're already an asshole. (laughs) You know, especially in, because we're in the 60s, and this is not a time where women always felt like they had the right to speak up for themselves. For sure, for sure. You know, it, it wasn't until about the 70s, 80s, where women felt like they had more of a right to do this. And even though you ladies lost your lives at such a young age... I feel like there something was cut short of just strong, powerful women. Oh, I completely agree with that. There you have it. Episode three, the yeah. Rosemar College of Beauty. Like, I kind of want to know where we're going next week. I don't even know where we're going next week. God, this was, I guess we're learning with college ones that they happen really quick. Oh, definitely. You know, because we've, the, episode two, it took some time. But even then, there was a lot of blinders onto things. But in that first episode, it was 10 minutes is all it took. This feels like it took just a matter of moments again Yeah, for it to happen. Yeah, yeah. It could have been less than five. Right. We just don't know. Right, right. So, with all of that said, and Ryan picking on me for my Lifetime movie, I hope that you guys will please rate, review, and subscribe to us and give me those five stars because you also, in your brain, had a five-star lifetime movie moment going on. <laughs> you can also follow us on socials at facebook.com slash dead. Follow us on TikTok at callusonedead, where you can see some funny videos or the cat holding a knife. It's really, really a picture. <laughs> it, it is, is out it's there. A, it is a real picture. It is a real fucking photo. <laughs> 
Or you can email us at callusdead at yahoo.com to tell us what you thought about the case, ask some questions, or suggest some cases. You can even just say hi. And send the cat her ransom. <laughs> serious, serious issue, guys. She wants cat balls and cat food, but no catnip. Because last time we gave her catnip, she went a little nuts. And that's where the craziness started. That's where the knife came in. <laughs> now we're doing this podcast because we're held hostage by the cat. <laughs> oh, God. We had to find the funny. I'm sorry, husband. Oh, that's fair. We did have to find some funny. Oh, you know what I forgot? We forgot to talk about. What? At the very top, we forgot to tell everybody it was our anniversary. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it was your birthday and then our anniversary. <laughs> I mean, I think you hinted at it last week. I may have. I don't know. Because you're like, nothing, then birthday, then nothing, then anniversary, then nothing. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. I guess I just needed to get out of my lifetime movie. <laughs> but yes, yes, we did. We did celebrate our fourth year anniversary. Anyways, until then. Remember to stay strong. Do everything with love. Know there is always hope. And if you forget, you can always call us when you're dead. Same car. Does not matter what time to record. That I feel like they fucking know.